live chat series that I'm doing is super important because I feel like this is the perfect time to really talk about how different influencers and people with disabilities are wanting to change the narrative and creating a new narrative for people with disabilities. So I think it's like super dope. It's super exciting that so many people want to engage and learn more and allow the opportunity for me to be able to talk to multiple people you feel what i'm saying so i hope you guys are super excited for my guest today yeah! hey <laughs> hey what's up Jill? how are you i'm good i'm good just trying to stay cool in this heat listen this heat is no joke so yes i'm super duper excited um for those who don't know uh this is drew presta Hi, she guys. is a body positive activist for the little people community um and we are good friends because our mutual friend is stephanie thomas who styles both of us basically and we both are curators for the brands curatable where we kind of just basically do the same things that we're doing now but have it be um, about all types of disabilities. So I'm super excited to have you here. So one of the main reasons, Drew, I really wanted to talk to you is because similar to what we talked about before is a lot of times when we talk about disability, people don't consider the little people community as people with disabilities. And speaking truthfully, even my own kind of bit of ignorance, I didn't even compute little people as being considered people with disabilities as well. So I want to first jump into that because again, this um, opportunity to talk is for us to create a new narrative about people with disabilities, no matter what the disability is. So that's why I'm like super duper excited to talk to you about a bunch of stuff, okay? So yeah, so first I really want you to kind of talk about that. How does the little people community, how is it classified as people with disabilities? So I don't want to say that you're like ignorant to it because if yeah. it's not really like talked about and it's not discussed, like how are you going to know? So I'm right. like, I don't put blame on you. It's not ignorance. I think ignorance is more like I know about it and I'm still going to do it regardless if I know it's bad. You sure. know, like that's more like ignorance to me. So like right. if someone calls you a name, like, you know, that's wrong. That's ignorance. Right. But, like, you not knowing and people not knowing, I'm not mad at, but I definitely would like to bring light to it. So those are educated and do know. Um, we are classified as disability, may not know, but it's because we in this industry or in any industry trying to get a job, trying to just live a normal life, we are not fitting the standards in mm -hmm. that world, in the average world. So they yeah. think of us in the workforce as a liability mm. because we're having to use stools and they don't want to be you know, responsible if someone were to fall off or get hurt or, you know, because we don't meet the height requirement standards for their tables and doing certain things, we're not, we're not useful is what they think. You know, we're not able to really do anything unless we have a great boss who really understands and sees and doesn't give a shit and is going to yeah. make the tools and make the adjustments when needed. 
but most of the time that's not going to happen and we're considered a liability and a lot of the time in the workforce so it's difficult for a lot of us to get jobs and although I'm a small little person I only stand at three feet most of the time little people are at four feet so they are a little bit higher than I am mm. um, that's just because of surgery issues and other things but it's just very difficult to work and then make a living off of it being at our height. So we are there classified as disability because we can't reach for certain things. We need assistance. We need mm. help. We need someone there by us, although I really don't. You know, it's, it's right. safer for us to have a person next to us. So that's why we are classified as that. Right, right. And, you know, ultimately, I, I can see how that makes sense because even with myself as a wheelchair user, all throughout high school and college, and even um, in certain working spaces, I needed accommodations too. You know, I needed desk to be a certain way or I needed armrests in order yeah. to type on a keyboard and all of those different kinds of things. So that makes sense, like why that is considered a disability. So what I really like about what you do, Drew, is your whole angle on body positivity. Because there's so much stigma, right, around people yeah. with disabilities and how we should love ourselves and what that looks like. and a lot of people don't even think that we would love ourselves because we have disabilities right. or we're considered disabled. And so it's like this whole thing from the ableist perspective is like, oh, there's no way you could like really like your body or love yourself if it looks like that. Because I am able and even I struggle with my own bodily insecurities and stuff. So I really like the fact that you focus on body positivity um, as your way of activism in a sense. Yeah. So speak to me about why you chose that angle to really represent your community and encourage your community. Well, I think a lot of us, you know, like when we're younger, we never really saw ourselves, you know, on the screens or in advertisements or even just being seen doing normal people jobs, you know? Like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do? Like, what? Are, <laughs> where's my path? Like, how yeah, do I yeah. find a job? And when I was younger, I just wanted to be everything and anything because I had no direction, you know? Yeah. I had, so I was like, I wanna be a doctor, I wanna be this, I wanna be that, until I was about 14. And mm -hmm. I was like, no, I am so tired of wearing boy clothes. Like I'm so sick and tired of it because that is the only thing that fits my body at my age appropriateness. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I would be, you know, 13, still at a 4T and toddlers, you know, and gotcha. the Explorer and rainbows and unicorns that I'm not into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured out my niche. I realized that there was a demand and at 14, I traveled to San Francisco to go to a school and do a tour and uh, for a fashion school. And mm -hmm. ever since then, I was completely hooked. I was like, okay, this is what needs to happen. I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna change the world. And I'm gonna yes. change how people like me to fit in clothes. Cause we would have um, gatherings and social gatherings for little people. It's called LPA, Little People of America. And it's mm -hmm. a huge organization where they bring all of us together for maybe two or three times out of the year. And from all over the countries, all over the regions and stuff like that, we get to meet new people all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I was realizing I'm not the only one with this problem, going to <laughs> all of these you know, meetings and seeing how everybody's having to alter and I'm looking for answers. My parents are looking for answers because we have no idea where to go to because it's yeah. not, I was like, okay, this is it. And I love it. I moved to Los Angeles and 
it honestly really is who you surround yourself with on how you can love yourself. Mm. Like, you don't want to surround yourself with people who are constantly being like, well, what are you going to do? Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know? And they're not, they're looking at you hopelessly. And it's like, no, I need bitches who are going to be like, yeah, let's figure this out. Okay, yeah. you're yeah. No, this is normal. This is how you should be treated. This is how it should be going down. And with as many people speaking to me, I'm like, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck was I not thinking this before? And I kept surrounding myself with people like that. I grew to start loving myself. I really was like a lot of little people are so shy and scared because yeah. their parents are so shy and scared of, you know, letting them out into the world. And that's real. Like a yeah. lot of parents are really scared about letting their kids who are different out into this world and they're going to shelter them. My mom didn't care. And she was like, girl, you're going to Puerto Rico by yourself. You're going here by yourself. You're going here by yourself. You need to figure it out. And she wasn't mean. Yeah. She like, you need to figure it out. You know, you're going to have yeah. to be there. Your sister's going to be there. But you need to figure it out without Absolutely. mom and dad. Absolutely. And I started, and I had to really not only just learn about the world, but myself. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I have to really stand up for myself now. I have to really start speaking like this is not how I need to be treated. This is right. how I need to be loved. This is how I need to be treated. This is how I need to be respected. And once I really started asking and demanding that, I started feeling a lot more better myself because people were treating me with the respect that I wanted. Right. And it's really finding, like, it's hard, but you really got, like, that voice to just be like, no, no. Mm -hmm. Like, this mm -hmm. is how it's going to go down. Absolutely. Things just start falling into place, and you really start discovering yourself within that journey of standing up for yourself. That's what I really felt. Yeah, and you know what's so interesting about that is, like, that's very similar to me. I literally always attribute my circle of family and friends as the reason why I'm able to stay yeah. so positive, yes. how I have confidence and all these things, because they're the people that I'm around constantly, and they don't treat me any different. There is no excuses. Even when I want to make an excuse for myself, they're like, uh-uh, nope, that's not going to happen. We're going to do this. We're going to make this happen. You need don't people like that in your life. You're not going to survive without it. Yeah, no, seriously, seriously. So it's just so interesting that although we have different disabilities, the story is very similar. The experiences are very similar. And, I, and I'll never forget, because here's the thing about Drew, y'all. Drew don't play those games. Yeah. We, we, me and Drew have gone plenty of places because we live up the street from each other. So whenever we go do events together, we're always riding together, going here, going there together. And so there's a lot of times where Drew will speak her mind and I'm in the back like, yeah, I don't want no trouble. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, Drew is on her way to go talk to some, talk to the manager and we ain't got time. I'm like, oh, they better get ready. And I'll never forget. I don't know if you remember this, but we were leaving the Grove and we were like on our way to, I think, like meet our Uber because like it was like up the street or something like that. And we were at a light, a crosswalk. And this man comes up to you. And if I remember correctly, he wanted to like pet your head and was like, oh, you're such a cute little girl. And I remember both of us was like, first of all, She's a grown ass woman. That is not what she is. Yeah. And like, literally, it was like a mind blowing moment because I had never witnessed that. So yeah. speak to those experiences and the appropriate way to address and compliment little people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I hate that that didn't even have to be a girl. question. <laughs> but after that experience, I'm like, okay, clearly people need to be educated and know like what he was doing was completely inappropriate because we both banged on him like, yeah. uh, Excuse me. Yeah, we did. 
inappropriate. So yeah. I, I really want you to speak to that. I mean, like, obviously don't call this little girl because, like, that will literally set us off. Yeah. <laughs> no bueno. I mean, like, to be honest, like, we're literally, Lola, like, we're literally just people. Like, it's, it's, I don't understand why I have to explain this either. Right. Like, the world we live in. And it's just, like, hi. And, you know, even the way that you come off when you were asking me questions, correct me if I'm wrong, if, but. Yeah. You know, and, you know, like, that opens me up i'm like okay she's having room she has the mindset to be corrected she's mm -hmm. not going to come at me with such hostility if i am correcting her so that right. makes me comfortable so whatever right. you do say wrong i'm not mad or you know if i'm saying this wrong just let me know you know like just yeah. little things like that can change a whole conversation so i don't even know just like say hi like it's just i'm a normal human being like hi, right and i think that's why it's so funny to me because so that's exactly weird. what i tell people all the time i'm like yo just say hello like i don't understand hello, how you doing what's up yeah like hello? what's good like you know what i mean well then let me rephrase it to where it's more so about the appropriate words Okay, to describe so little people. Every little person is different. A lot of them are okay with a lot of things. A lot of them are not okay with a lot of things. So it really just depends on that person. I can let a lot of things go, but a lot of mm -hmm. people can't let a lot of things go. Right. Like, the one thing that we all as a community come together as is we do not use the word midget ever in our language. We are even getting it boycotted on some like mm. brands that are using it just as like the word and mm. like grocery stores like midget pickles like literally that's what they're like a family had to do a whole report go to the council and have it removed so it's literally like just the word and it's so freaking offensive and you guys still continuously use it just as much as you guys know that the n-word is so offensive and you guys continuously use it and right. we know it's wrong so it's right i'm not saying that it holds the same meaning, but it's just such disrespect yeah. of that. So that's probably the one word as a community we will never ever tolerate. You know, little person, dwarf, you know, obviously that's fine. Okay. 40 all the time, whatever, but. <laughs> right, right, right. No, that you know, makes like, sense. That's fine, but you know, like it's just, that's probably the one word that we will never ever, ever allow. Gotcha. Yeah, no, totally. And that's good to know because I think people still use it trying to be funny and well, they use it people use it. I get it. Like, I get yeah. it. Yeah, no, and that's the thing too is, you know, even with a person with a disability, there's so many rights and wrongs and, yeah. you know, certain things that our word is handicapped. Like, don't ever, 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 ever in life use handicap, you know what I mean? Uh, so I kind of want to switch things up a little bit and get back to your body positive activism. Um, now, when you are someone who loves your body, uh, no matter what it looks like, because I love my body as all 101 pounds that it is, okay? Uh, <laughs> so, so when we're talking about positive um, body positivity, um, it's, it's, it's necessary to also talk about the mental health that um, how the two plays into each other because this month is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. And so because you are a body positive activist, how does mental health play into being positive about your body as well as body positivity as a person with a disability? Yeah, um, I 
never understood the importance of mental health until I came to Los Angeles and I was like really in a whole other different type of like zone and situation. Back when I was in living in Reno, Nevada, a really small town, I would say I was probably the most angry person I have like ever met. I was mm. like, so angry as a child just because of I didn't know how to express and use certain words and just I didn't know how to handle my little person and being in an advertise world. I just couldn't connect the two. And I was angry. I was angry. And I refused like therapy. I didn't want to do anything. And then I moved to Los Angeles. And I was like, I cannot be like this anymore. Mm -hmm. LA is very accepting you know like people walk down the street they see something weird or different they don't really judge you know they just right. keep walking it's almost like new york you know you see some weird shit you keep going it's like right. you, know, day, you know and yeah. i felt like i was just normal and it really is the environment that you put yourself in and how you talk to yourself yeah. and how you think to yourself like i'm walking down the street and I'm fine. No one's going to fuck with me today. No one's going to put me in a bad mood. I look great. Outfits popping. And I keep just bringing positive vibes throughout my day. Like, no one's going to, you know, hurt me. No one's going to be rude to me today. And I keep saying this every morning when I get up. So at least I have a reason to get up in the morning and leave the house. Because that Love is also such a huge issue for little people to want to actually leave the house and be amongst people that we know. It's a gonna either be super rude and say some shit to us or we're gonna get hit in the head by something by accident something's gonna happen like we have to take a lot out of ourselves to want to leave the house and be amongst the public like it really it. does yeah. take a lot out of us and just the general of being like okay I have to literally go to the post office and then I'm back. And literally within that 15 minutes, it could ruin my whole day. And I have to go home and be like, okay, take deep breath. I like, you have to, I took yoga now. I do yoga up the ass. Love it. Yes, learn how to breathe, guys. You're not going to go anywhere if you don't know how to breathe. I right, swear. right, that's a fact. Yo, you need to learn how to take those deep breaths and just right. do three and just breathe. And you know, I'm not going to lie. Girl, weed helps so much <laughs> just to be calm and not have so much anxiety leaving yeah. the house and, you know, getting out of the car and going to events that we have to go to. Yeah. I'm sure I'm not going to be stepped on and I'm not going to be hit in the head with a purse by accident. You mm. know, I am at that height where I'm going to be getting hit in the head with a lot of things and I have a hard head because of it. <laughs> yeah. You know? But it's, it's a lot of taking deep breaths and really everything's fine. I'm here with friends. They're here, Jim. They're not going to let anything happen to me. Okay. I know damn well they're going to stick up for me, if anything. That's a fact. Uh, okay. You know, and it's really talking to yourself. Posit you know, it really is changing the way that you talk to yourself and, and your head at night, you know? like I love it. Yeah, it's necessary. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but you know, you've been in my house plenty yeah, of yeah. times. You know, I got words everywhere yes. affirmations and well yeah. because it's yeah. so necessary it's yeah. listen it's on every wall it's in every place like it's words is just a big thing um so the question i always ask what do you want the new narrative to be for little people and people with disabilities like what is the new narrative you want it to be through your body positivity activism I just want us to finally have the same respect. I don't want to normalize anything because we're not normal. Nothing's going to be normal. But when okay. I realized when I went to a photo shoot one day 
And the guy was paying everybody in cash, you know, all the models. I was the only little person there. And all the other beautiful women, they were all, all average height, but they were all, you know, they were beautiful and it was great. But I got paid $500 that day and they all got paid $100, the average women. And I really, really started to, and I, look, and I thought, and I sat back for a minute and I thought, and I'm like, okay, I, this is the first time I really felt respected in my industry above the average and above the normal and above what everybody wanted and expected and was, you know, just normalized to see on the screen. They wanted, they paid me more to be there than the average. I love and, it. And I'm like, and it just kind of, I don't know what it was, but that was just the moment where it really took me. I'm like, okay, this is the time where I can see myself really being fucking respected out here. And I'm I love not it. a normal bitch. And people really do want something that's way more out of the box and something that we provide that no one else can. You right. know, I see why, I can see our, I can see our worth, Lolo. Like, I yeah. see our fucking worth. Yeah. I see what people are, like, really willing to pay, regardless if it's 500. I see that they're willing to pay more than for an average bitch out there. Is what that I is a fact. Because we be out here getting our modeling coins, y'all. I'm not know. out here to be like, oh, I'm making more money than the average bitch. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just <laughs> saying that I am seeing the more respect that we're getting out here. And yes. that's what I wanted. Because as a kid, I never got fucking respect from any industry or any type of, you know, any right. people. I never got right. respect. Right. And I'm receiving messages after, you know, from parents, from teachers, from kids, from preteens just saying thank you because yeah. they're seeing that it's fucking being done that no one else is doing it you know like there's a lot you know there's little people reality shows and you guys know me from little women of la and it's right. great that you know we have these women out here that are being way more you know they're being presented out and they're doing things for businesses hopefully good things for the businesses yeah <laughs> but they're becoming great entrepreneurs as women as yeah. little women yeah. And that's something that's never seen. If people take away all that drama and all that fucking bullshit, these women here are working. Yeah. These women here are fucking working their asses off for their own company, their own brands, and they're investing right. in great things and, and things that are making them money and where they want to be, finally. Right. So that's where, like, I'm coming at. If you guys take away all the drama from all the other fucking bullshit, you can see that we women, like, us little women out here, we're getting where we do need to be. We're, yeah. we're making our brands. We're getting, like, makeup brands that are out there, hair extensions, eyelashes, people, like, investing in wines. Like, we're here. We're in the business. Y'all just don't see us yet because nobody really wants us to be seen. That's yeah. the issue. We're out there working. We just right. need to be seen. Right, the visibility of it, and I feel like more kids will see, like, okay, she, you know, she's invest, she's an investor. I can be an investor. Oh my god, she's a makeup artist. I can be a makeup artist. She right. does hair and eyelashes. I can be an esthetician. You know, right? And kids can finally start seeing that these women out here, they can fucking be. We have great actors out here that are Peter Jackson, like fucking killing the game. Yeah, Leah, who's in um the Joker? Like, are you kidding mm -hmm. me? Like, are yeah. you? Kidding? Yeah, we are out here. Yeah, out yeah. Here. I love day. it. I love it. I love that. That's so yeah. dope. And, and I love that. And okay, that was such a word that you said that, you know, you don't want it to be normal. You just want to be respected. I think ultimately that's, that's one of the many things that it boils down to is just wanting to be respected, wanting to be respected as an adult, wanting to be respected as a business person, wanting to be respected as an influencer and all of the, 
other words that, you know, come into play when it comes to our lifestyle. So um, we're going to get into the questions now. Um, Let's see. Okay, this is a good one. Since we're talking about body positivity, how long did it take you to build your confidence as a little woman? Oh, Lord almighty. (laughs) It has, I'm still not done. Like I am still, the journey is not fucking done. I've been working on this for as long as I've been alive to me, like, honestly, I, I, like I said, I was a really angry child and I didn't want to be around anyone. I didn't like anybody. I just wanted to be by myself. I didn't care. You know, I really didn't care if I hurt your feelings because you hurt mine, you know? And now I like, I, I, five years later, you know, like now I'm sitting here and I can breathe and I can have a conversation and I can debate with you respectfully. And I can sit here and really understand that I know who I am, you know, and what I can bring to the table. I understand my own thought process. I know me. So that confidence, like, it's just, you got to really just breathe it. I don't even know how to say it. Like you just, um, it's an everyday exercise. Yeah. It's like, it's never ending work that I have to do. Like it's like another day. I'm like, okay, here's it. Here it is. Take a breath. And here we go. Okay, I got to go to the, you know, I got to go to Target. I got to make sure, you know, my roommate's with me because I can't swipe the card. And mm. I need you know, to do this. And I'm going to stand there and I'm going to give you my ID so you can, so I can pay for my wine and I don't need you to give me any shit so I can go. You know, like, right. I was, people are going to question me. People are going to, you know, every time I get into an Uber, they're going to question me. Every time I yeah. get, I walk into a facility, they're going to ask me where my mom is. You know, like, mm. it's just a part I've accepted of my life. And yeah. you really have to, it's not accepting, but you just have to really start realizing and seeing what is in your life and when in to fight your battles and when just to fucking let it go. Like right. that's another thing that I learned. It's just, okay, you're not worth it. I'm not, I, you're really not worth my fucking energy today. Like it's not. Yes. And I think that's super important is really knowing when to fight your battles. Right. Yeah. Cause you because... don't want to off yourself for no fucking reason, dude. Girl, you ha- your brain will explode if yeah. you fought every single time that some bullshit came your way and especially when it really comes from people that you could you you know fucking better you are too grown lady like for man for real for to real just be, like, how sad it is it's when it's the adults and you're like, like come on like okay i'm 24 like i'm 24 lolo and i'm looking at this 70 year old woman like why are you bothering me in the grocery line handle your <laughs> business girl let me buy my wine in peace why are you questioning me about me putting my wine exactly. like i'm trying to go home to drink this wine because of y'all like <laughs> And that's so crazy because the same thing happens with me all the What is it about the grocery store that motherfuckers just want to bother you? I hate the grocery store. (laughs) The grocery store happens every time. Every single time. I remember a cashier told me, she was like, did you bring your own bags? And this is like at the height of the whole quarantine or whatever. And she was like, did you bring your own bags? And I was like, yeah, because my friends who I go to the grocery store with, because very similar to you, I have to bring friends with me because I need their help grabbing things off the shelves and all these different things or whatever. So 
they went and ran and got something at the last minute to like bring back in line. And so I was in the line by myself at the moment. And she was like, did you bring your own bags? And I was like, yeah. And she was just like, okay, well, there's a new policy that you're going to have to bag your own stuff when you bring your own bags. And I was like, well, I'm a person with a disability and I can't lift all this stuff and put them in my own bags. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like you guys are supposed to be helping me. And then that's when my friends walked up and was like, whoa, what's going on? And I was like, this bitch is about to get cussed out. Don't act like there's no policy to help people with disabilities. Yeah. Like, girl, I can't stand a grocery store. Like, I love delivery services. Like, I literally would rather girl. live off of that than have to deal with the fucking public just to get my wine, just to go get something from the fucking, like, even the gas stations. I swear I will not get out of the car and a gas station just because of all the attention, I swear. It's girl. Crazy. It's so much. I don't it, get it. I don't get I mean, like, I guess if we that popping, like, okay. Right. It's but, just like, yeah. um, would it be offensive to say little lady? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. No. I don't think like, I think it's honestly kind of just creepy. Like, <laughs> hey, little lady, how are you doing? Like, it's just creepy. <laughs> well, they don't say <laughs> Yeah. Like, I could just picture, like, an old man, you know, <laughs> Hi, little lady. Like, hey, little lady. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that's a little... Like, I would honestly just side-eye you really hard. <laughs> that part. Okay, so here's a good one. Do you ever feel guilty for using your disability to your advantage? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. I was going because, like, I was going to be like, hell no, I never feel guilty Fuck for no. it. If but, I, like, I have literally, I have never stood in line in a club, ever. I, I have literally it. walked up to the front, excuse me, can <laughs> I have, you know, do you mind if I can have A, an escort in so I do not get trampled, and B, do you have a table and chair that I can sit at so I can see the show or whatever more, but, like, I'm not gonna fucking be sorry yeah. that I'm getting a better view <laughs> and, and I'm safely inside an establishment. <laughs> <laughs> that part no i love it i love it and that's the thing because sometimes in certain spaces it's not um like just for myself like i don't ever feel guilty. super easy too like you guys are like buildings like you guys are tall as fuck you know <laughs> you guys are suffocating as fuck like, right he lifted airborne a through <laughs> or i want an escort in like I yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely because that's the thing it's like it's not even about feeling guilty I'm not even yeah i'm not taking using an advantage it's not I'm not, you know i'm not taking advantage it's, of it. right it's like an advocacy thing right for us right I'm it's just safe. like i'm trying to be safe I'm right exactly 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 it's a it's a little bit of of advocating for ourselves for our safety and then at the same time i feel so sorry for asking for things that we fucking need to be right. safe I will right. never feel sorry for that. We should right. never feel sorry or guilty for using our disability. It's not using our disability. We're not using it. It's yeah. Like, we have it. It's our fucking disability. We're not using it. As yeah. Well, you know? Like, yeah. it's there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, let's see. What else do we have in here? Do you guys date people with disabilities? So this is a question for both of us, but since you are my guest, you go ahead and go first. Uh, yeah, I have. Okay, I, maybe I didn't date, but I had sex with someone <laughs> who had a disability. 
Uh, yeah, that definitely counts. The thing that's so interesting, like for me, is like I haven't dated a man with a disability, and people ask me this question all the time. And for me, I'm like, dudes with disabilities don't holler at me, so oh. it just I never, it just never goes down. I get it from both ends. I date average height though. Yeah. I, um, I dated a little person. It was kind of just awkward and weird. And I think it's honestly the way you grow up. It's the way how your parents really do treat you as a little person. And it really does define how you are acting against, you know, like he, he never went on the freeway before in his life. Like he only mm. drove on the streets. Like he never touched the freeway. He, he didn't want to, he, like, you know, and it's just yeah. like, why did your mom shelter you so much to the point where you can't, you're, you're so scared to get on the fucking freeway to drive yeah. on the freeway. Like, I get it scary, but like, yo, still, you know, like, it's just yeah. kind of weird. And it was just, it, like, it, people with a disability think differently, you know, yeah. they really do. And sometimes it's not the same thought process, you know, it's just not. Right. And I like people who bring different things to me, you know, like different, different perspectives, different, different, just different ways they look at life, you know, like, I don't want someone with the same lifestyle. And we're just sharing, you know, like, I like things that are different to me. Right. I, and I would actually 100% agree with that. Because it's like, you know, when you are in the dating process, whatever the ability yeah. or not, you always want to have someone that does bring something different to the table, just because you want to interact with someone different than you yeah. all the time because you interact with yourself all the time. So like, yeah. you're yeah. just like, it's, yeah. it's like talking to a brick wall at a certain yeah. point that you're kind of yeah. like, yeah. the conversation is dry as fuck because we're talking about the same things because we're yeah. essentially the same fucking person and this is boring. Yeah. Um, so, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. one more question. One more question. Let me make it a good one. Uh, here we go. What has helped you become so strong and block out all the negativity? Uh, okay, therapy. I'm gonna tell you guys, I did do that shit for sure. I loved therapy and it really just taught me learning just how to separate what's important and what's not. I already kind of just had that ability where I really didn't give a fuck what everybody thought. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of just already came natural to me, but it like, I'm not gonna lie, comments still get to me. You know, shit still gets to me. Of course. They can be so fucking hurtful. Yeah. And I'm gonna be dealing with that for the rest of my life. And I think it's the fact that I made peace with that mm -hmm. has really helped me, honestly, just kind of move on, move on and move forward with life. I just learned how to make peace with a lot of things that are going to be in my life until the day I die. Yeah. So that um, it just set me free. There's a lot of just pressure that was off of me once I did that. Just start, you know, do some things from that. Yeah. I love that. Well, Drew, thank you so much, girl, thank for doing you, this with me. Of course, girl. So is there um, a website or anything that you want to share with the people um, before we get off of the live today? So I do have a fabulous brand coming out. A couple of you guys, I'm sure, have seen me wanting to do a brand, wanting to come up with a clothing line that was able to fit for everybody and not just, you know, one size fits all type bullshit. Right. So I have finally called it Short Favor. And I am hopefully getting a website up next week. I'm working with some people. And although things are difficult right now with the quarantine and a lot of, you know, factories and distributors are closed, I'm going to be doing just some knickknack products to get you guys recognized with the brand. And you guys can then see my ideas because I still had them and everything's written out and drawn and everything's ready to go. 
and my, you know, like shit, I'm so pissed everything closed, but you guys were able to see what I was working on and where I was trying to take it. And hopefully by the end of this year, when all this bullshit is set aside, you guys right. will be able to get the clothing for all sizes, little people and average height. And we will all be looking fabulous in a better place. Yes! Yes! I'm so happy. I literally I cannot wait to say your stuff. Yes. I cannot wait to see it. That is so super exciting. Well, thank you, Drew. I love you dearly. You know that, girl. I this love you. Was... Thank you so much for this chat, girl. Thank you so much for just doing this and letting everybody know that this is how, like, game's fucking changing. Lolo's part of it. I'm part of it. Everybody yep. that's part of curatable is part of it you know yes. like we're really fucking moving on in this world and i'm glad that you're taking a whole new different perspective <laughs> on this shit i love it i love it thank you girl love so you. so much and you guys come check me out next week with my next guest again thank you drew i love, love you girl. dearly um i hope you have a great rest of your day boo all right thank you bye, bye everyone do you see why I had to interview her? There is so much I learned about her body positive activism and the little people community. Everyone be sure to check her out on Instagram at Drew Presta. That's D-R-U-P-R-E-S-T-A. And stay up to date on all of her endeavors and get ready for the launch of her brand, Short Favor. Thank you again and catch me next time on The New Narrative. This podcast is brought to you by Entertainment Speakers Bureau in association with Sitting Pretty Productions and Tasty Shop Media with production sound design by Bonnie and Clyde Productions.